It's just, um, it's great to see what God can do with a submitted heart. John 10, beginning at verse 1, the words of Jesus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter, the butler, openeth. And the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Lord, thank you for your word, for its power and truth, its eternal application, its universal effect. I pray you'd bless it today. I pray you'd speak through it by the power of your spirit. Make it alive in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Please be seated. Here, Jesus uh, makes it abundantly clear the importance of a shepherd in our lives. As in many passages of Scripture, there are multiple layers of truth at rest in this dissertation by the Lord. He is in one sense, at one level, speaking of himself. Because he is our chief shepherd. He is the shepherd of our souls. He did not come and purchase our salvation and return to his throne in glory and then forget about us. But he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. He lives within our hearts, but more, he guides our lives. His hand of mercy is always stretched toward us. His protection and care is unfailing and unflagging and He is always our chief shepherd. But one of the things that he does as our chief shepherd is he gives us under shepherds. He gives us shepherds of flesh and bone to guide us and lead us and example to us what it means to walk with him and know him. He is our chief shepherd, but he sends others into our lives to shepherd us in times of need and trouble and sorrow and joy and accomplishment. Paul describes this unique relationship between the under-shepherd of our lives and, and our own experiences when he says to the Ephesian elders, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. 
This analogy helps us see that a true shepherd is not a sheep herder. But he is one who understands his role with the flock of God because he knows they are God's sheep. They are God's children. They are God's body in this earth. And that in leading them and guiding them, he is the instrument of the chief shepherd. And that's what makes him the shepherd of God's flock. This church has been blessed with a great couple that God sent you 20 years ago to be shepherds of this congregation. When I, when I think of the Harpoles, I, I, I think of many things. We've watched them through the years and we have, through our good friends, the Lehmans and others, kept up with what's been happening here. And we were never surprised by what God did here and what has been accomplished here. And when we drove up, my grandson said, is that the church? And my first reaction was, no, nah, that can't be it. But when I saw you're already building, you're already expanding, you're already making more room. And then when I walked in today and I saw the congregation, I said the half has not yet been told what God has done at New Life Fellowship. It's not surprising though. Brother Lehman was not exaggerating when he talked about talent and ability when he talked about energy and excellence, and when he talked about what had been invested here by your pastoral team, why, it was no exaggeration. These are outstanding folks. How blessed you are that God gave you people like the Harpoles to be your shepherds here at this church. When I think of them, I think first fidelity to Jesus and to his message. I think of devotion to their calling. I think of loyalty to those both whom they lead and whom they follow. I see it everywhere and, and, and recognize it on every, every side. A commitment to excellence. What they do for Jesus, they do it as good as they can. I see an attention to detail. Nothing overlooked, nothing forgotten. But I think most dominant, I think most importantly, I think of a genuine concern for everyone with whom they come in contact, everyone that God puts within the sphere of their influence and their ministry. They care about them. And let me tell you how remarkable this is in a day that is absolutely defined by me-firstness and self-absorption. When you find someone who lives their lives for others, there is something extraordinary going on. And that's the Harpoles. We've known them a long time and can testify that the focus of their lives is to seize an opportunity, every opportunity, to build up, to encourage, and to save everyone they can. This is a shepherd that will search the hillsides for that one lost sheep, that will care with concern when the enemy comes in, when the predators prowl through the night, but they're there, never failing, always on watch. This is your shepherd. Jesus gives us three ways in this short passage that I read as my text that you can identify a true shepherd. 
that you can know a true shepherd. Three ways. First, he says, the shepherd entereth in by the door. The one who comes in the door, he's the shepherd. Now, this is important. This, 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 this is not just an identifier of an under shepherd, but, but this is a defining part of being that shepherd. He comes in by the door. And the reason why is he says, if someone is acting like a shepherd, maybe even looking like a shepherd and behaving like a shepherd, but they didn't come in through the door, if they got there some other way, then they're not a true shepherd. They're a thief. And they're a robber. They are here not to lead, but to fleece the sheep. They are consumed by self and and geared or driven by their own interests and what they want. Jesus said they're not the shepherd of the sheep because the shepherd comes in through the door. But what does he mean? What is that door that all true shepherds come through? Well, in the ninth verse, Jesus said, I am the door. There is no other door. You can't get here legitimately any other way except through Jesus. He is the only door. A true shepherd comes into our lives uh, not by own ability and own talent and own personality. He's not just winning us to him uh, that he might manipulate us, uh, but he brings Jesus uh, everywhere he goes. Uh, His trust uh, is in Jesus. Uh, It's the of Jesus that builds the church and saves the lost and heals the sick and delivers those in trouble and comforts those in sorrow. It's not the right word. It's not the psychology. It's not the ability. It's Jesus that makes the difference. And the shepherd comes in Through Jesus. There is no other help. I was in a position for many, many years to counsel preachers when there was trouble. And I always always kind of had a stock answer. It's good to have an answer on the shelf, you know. And my answer was simple. I told them I can't be a pastor in my own ability I can't lead a group of people in my own talent I can't build let me tell you something I I feel sorry for folks that try to pastor a bunch of people who don't have the Holy Ghost it's tough enough when everybody has the Holy Ghost can you imagine trying to corral and harness a bunch of folks uh, that don't know Jesus? Uh, none of us uh, could be a success. None of us uh, could make a difference. None of us would have a ministry. But by the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, by the name of Jesus Christ, uh, we can have revival. We can have church.
church. We can reach a community. We can have God in our midst. If we come through the door. If we bring people to Jesus. There's where their help is. There is no other help. My heart goes out to the family that's in grief. But let me tell you something. He never forsakes. He never leaves. He's always near. More near than a brother. He's always there. And his whisper will comfort every heart. Can answer every need. Can bring hope to every situation. His whisper can open doors that no one else can open. That can make a way when there is no way. That can show a light in the deepest darkness. Because it is only in his death and his burial and his resurrection that there is any hope at all. So the shepherd comes to you through Jesus. Empowering him and her. Bringing answers where they have not the foggiest idea. That opens doors where no human hand could swing back that door. You'll know the shepherd. Because he talks about Jesus a lot more than about himself. He preaches Jesus. He introduces Jesus. There's a second identifier, a way you can know a true shepherd. Jesus said to him, to him, the gatekeeper, the porter, the butler, when he walks to the door, it opens. When the shepherd is anointed by God, when the shepherd comes in through the door, When the shepherd is operating in the power of God, God opens doors. Things start happening when the true shepherd shows up. Opportunities arrive that were never there when the shepherd arrives. Because there's a connection, a synergy between the operation of the Holy Spirit and the operation of the shepherd and the operation of the sheep, the church. That when all of that connects, when all of that is in its place, God starts making a way. God starts opening a door. God starts bringing. Let me tell you, you can knock doors and pass out tracts and teach Bible studies and you should. You can bring children to Sunday school. You can do all the things that we do and we should. But when God starts opening doors, they'll drive by on the highway and they'll just turn in and say, I don't know why, but something said this is where I belong when God begins opening doors they'll stumble in from the cesspools of sin and they'll make their way to the front and people will say who is that I've never seen them I don't know who they are but Jesus knows them and God opens doors for the shepherd. 
open financial doors. He'll open doors of opportunity in the community. He will bring influence where there was no influence. He will cause movers and shakers to call pastor and say, we're thinking of how we can do this and we see what's happening in your church. Can you help us? Listen to this preacher. God is opening doors at New Life Fellowship and he has just begun. Doors of salvation. Romans 10, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? This has been called the progression of salvation. It brings people from faith to salvation. And it gives us the catalyst that produces that transition. You can't call on one that you do not believe in. And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? If you haven't heard about him, you won't believe in him. And if you don't believe in him, you won't call on him. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Ladies and gentlemen, I need a preacher in my life. You need a preacher in your life. Because we cannot know, we cannot believe, and we cannot call unless somebody preaches the word of God. And how shall they preach except they be sent? How beautiful as it is written are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Why are their feet beautiful? (laughs) Because God opens doors. And when you follow their feet through those open doors, God makes a way. 20 years ago, there was fear here. This church was going through the most calamitous time in the life of a church. A pastoral change, reaching for direction, trying to find that man, God's man and woman. Confusion, no doubt hurt, foreboding for the future. But the will of God was found. And the shepherd came and they proved to be true shepherds and look what happened God opens doors for the shepherd and finally there's a third way the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out In the East, the time Jesus was sharing these words, everyone would have known the process of shepherding sheep. There there were no resources for each shepherd or owner of the sheep to have individual sheepfolds or corrals to keep the sheep in and protect them in the night. So many shepherds and many sheep owners would, they would go together and they'd build one large safe place fenced in. Both keep the sheep in that safety and to help keep predators away. And they would mix and mingle through the night. 
And so your sheep and others' sheep would mix and mingle. But in the morning as the sun was breaking the horizon, a shepherd would come. And he would stand at the door, at the gate of the sheepfold. And he would start calling his sheep. He would call them by name. And no matter how far back they might have gone, no matter how mixed and mingled they might have been, they hear the voice of their shepherd. And they leave those other sheep. And they make their way. Until eventually, after calling them by name, calling them, and his voice being recognized by them, his entire flock finds itself at the opening and he leads them to water and he leads them to lush pasture and he protects them through the day. Jesus said, you know the voice of your shepherd. And when you hear that voice, no matter what trouble or problem or difficulty or disappointment or pain that may have claimed you in the darkness of the night when you hear his voice uh, you begin to gather with the other sheep of your flock and there you follow him to where God wants you to be pastor let me tell you what I'm feeling there's sheep in this town that you're their shepherd and they don't know it yet they were on a bar stool last night They're in a home that's shattered and broken today. Tears fill their eyes and fear fills their heart. And they're even thinking maybe it isn't worth living on. But they're going to hear your voice. God is going to amplify the ministry of this shepherd. And through this community, someone will hear a voice. They've never heard it before, but they know it. Nevertheless, they recognize it. That's my shepherd. There's hope there. There's food there. There's water there. I can make it there. And from those hidden corners of this community, they will gather through those doors and in this house. And here they will find their flock and their shepherd. I'm glad you're building a bigger building because they're on their way. There's a lot of voices, but they're hearing yours. They're hearing this church. They don't know it yet, but they're going to make wonderful saints of God, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, because God has sent a shepherd whose voice they know. Stand with me. Let's worship the Lord together. For his plan and purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And this is where the synergy happens. This is where the miracle takes place. Shepherd, an under-shepherd, yes, sent by the chief shepherd, comes in through the door, brings Jesus, and that's all, that's, that's enough, that's everything. 
And God begins to open doors. As they begin to follow those open doors and paths they never dreamed even existed. The sheep begin to follow. This is not, this is not about human leadership ability. You, you have an able man and woman that lead this church. They're, they're people of energy and excellence and, and, and leadership. And, and that's good. God used that. He gave them those talents. But in the bottom line of all of it, there is a spiritual synergy that must happen. When the flock hear the shepherd's voice, And begin to follow. And the under shepherd. Here's the chief shepherd's boy. Follow me said Paul. As I follow Christ. It, it's not just about people. It, it is people. But it's. There's, there's something. Eternal. There is a. Spiritual energy. Uh, most of you understand exactly what I'm talking about. All of these folks with the red roses that stood up here tonight, they know what I'm talking about. When we fall in place, something beyond ourselves, more than we could ever do, a spiritual power happens. And let me tell you the ultimate what happens. When your shepherds are following him and you are following your shepherds, when you hear his voice and you know it, when Jesus is at the forefront, when we follow the doors he opens for us, when when the shepherd and the flock are together, the chief shepherd comes. The chief shepherd shows up. That's what you felt here today. It wasn't about music, though it was beautiful and so well done. But the chief shepherd came. This congregation is here. Not by human ability, but because the chief shepherd shows up. And when this congregation lifts their hands and begins to worship the name that is above every name, the shepherd's in place, the flock's in place, and the chief shepherd comes. He's here right now. And if you have a need, he's here to take care of your need. If something's broken in your life, he's here to make it well. If there's pain, if there's loss, if there's trouble, he's here to heal, to set free, to deliver. Everything's in place. Come, O Holy Spirit, and fill this house with your presence today.
yanda mashata kiyo yanda ida if you have a need today i would invite you to step out make your way to the front doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter if you're a member here been a member here for 20 30 years doesn't matter if you should first service if you have a need you are welcome to make your way to the front of our church it's not about joining or signing a card or anything like that this is about your coming and saying chief shepherd i need your touch in my life whatever the need is sickness loss pain disappointment trouble financial issues none of whatever it is the chief shepherd is here and he's here to touch somebody and make a difference in somebody's life come on now just press in close as you can and the shepherd will meet you here today he will change your life today he will answer your prayers today because just as we know his voice he knows your voice and he knows what you're going through and he knows what the trouble is and he's able in Jesus name as they began to sing and worship let's lift our hands let's invite the chief shepherd to do his work here today you're our only hope Lord. you're our every hope you're the answer Jesus you're the answer